welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome, listeners. It gives me great pleasure today to introduce you to the best episode that we've ever recorded about things you might use during a speech. And they can range from a golf club to a hammer to a goldfish. So let us hear Moira O'Brien talk about her favorite props and also how to use them. Moira O'Brien. Thank you, Paul, for that uh, introduction where I thought you were going to take everything away from me about what I was going to speak. But of course you didn't. <coughs> props. What are props? Well, think about the word prop for a start. A prop is something that props up your speech. It supports your speech. Not for nothing is the word prop used. Well, let's talk a bit about props. I've got four things I'm going to look at. Three in a bit, let's say. When to use them, why to use them, how to use them, and possibly a bit about PowerPoint. So let's start off with when to use props. The simple answer to this is you can use them whenever so long as it supports your message. But you could have too much. You could have a dozen props in a seven-minute speech and people would get bored with you. You could have just one prop and that can be quite powerful. Let's say your speech is divided into three segments, which would be a fairly normal speech. Then maybe you could use one prop to support each of your three sections. That would seem to be a reasonable thing to do. Why to use props? Props are visual. Visual cues work back to our primeval brain, the reptilian brain. And the reptilian brain has a very short attention span. Props can be used to direct that reptilian brain, the one that has that very short attention span, to what you're talking about. Obviously, you don't want to use a prop just for the sake of it. The prop has to support your message. So if, for example, I was talking about a cup of tea and I produce a beer glass, well, I don't know many people who drink tea out of a beer glass. There may be one somewhere in the world, but it's not exactly appropriate. But if I produce a mug that I happen to be holding in my hand now, that would be appropriate. It would reinforce the words that I'm talking about at that time. Let's think of another example. Maybe you're talking about somebody being attacked with a knife. And I produce a knife as a prop. And maybe I thrust with the knife to demonstrate how the knife is used. That could be very powerful as a prop. When to use, why to use, how to use. How to use props. 
this may sound a bit silly, but actually is not. Props can be very distracting. How many times have you seen somebody scrabbling about to find, where did I put that bag containing the props? Oh, it's on the floor over there. I've got to go and get my props out of that bag and I'm turning my back on the audience. I'm losing connection. I've stopped the speech and eventually I find my props and I can pick it out and use it. That's a disaster. Most places have a lectern, that damnable thing that is put in the centre of the stage. The first thing I do when I get on stage is to move that damn thing to the side because it's distracting me from my audience. But it's a hiding place, isn't it? So I can hide my props behind the lectern or maybe on the lectern so that I can pick them up without stopping the flow of my speech. Another way we can use props is actually electronically. And this is very appropriate and very apt to the times that we are in now with online meetings. There are various apps you can use to help this. One of them, and the one that I use, is called ManyCam. I would encourage you to go and look it up. It is a paid-for app, but it is very powerful and you can use it to do quite a lot of clever things very simply at the click of a mouse. I mentioned in an earlier segment here that I gave a speech on Tuesday, that's two days ago now when we're recording, and uh, this was an online meeting and I used actually virtual backgrounds in Zoom as a prop. I downloaded a couple of pictures which supported the message that I was trying to give and I changed the virtual background again with a click of the mouse at the right time. In order to be able to do that, I had to have the mouse close to me and I was standing. I was away from my table. So I had to find somewhere where I could actually prop my mouse and the couple of other props that I had. So I had, I think I had two physical props as well. But I made sure that I didn't need to stop my speech or lean over or um, get distracted from the audience to use those props. And that worked, I'm glad to say, I think fairly well. So what about PowerPoint? Can we use PowerPoint as a prop? Well, of course you can. In the same way that I used the virtual background and ManyCam to produce images to use as props, you can use PowerPoint in the same way. Now most people think of PowerPoint as being somewhere that I can put up words that are going to direct my audience to f follow the, the information that I'm imparting. And very often they overdo it, but let's not get into that. You can use PowerPoint to display images. Now, in the same way that I said when you have props, you want to have those props close to you so that you're not going to disrupt the audience uh, attention or the audience connection the same with using PowerPoint if you use PowerPoint have the PowerPoint on your laptop and your laptop in front of you between you and the audience okay but visible to you so you can see what is on the screen and have a clicker and don't look at the screen when you get to the point where you want to display a picture you use the clicker 
and you just click and you carry on talking. And you can do that seamlessly. Your audience will hardly be, be even be aware that you're actually using a clicker. So just to sum that up a little bit, don't use too many props, but do use them. And maybe use one prop per section. Why do you use them? Use them to support your message. If the prop doesn't support your message, don't use it. Make sure that all your props are to hand, easily accessible. And if it's an electronic prop, then make sure that you can click without distracting either yourself or the audience. Now that is my take on props. One can go on for a much longer, I'm sure, but I think I'll stop there and hand over to Paul and see what comments Paul has to make. I saw him writing furiously during my little talk then. Paul, what do you have uh, to contribute to this little discussion? Well, I was thinking of how many people in Toastmasters, 16,600 clubs around the world, how many of them play golf. And I would say a good number of Toastmasters play golf. And I would just like to... Oh, I was almost going to do something there. I was almost going to pick up a golf club because I was going to talk <laughs> about golf. The key thing is that many members enjoy golf a lot and uh, it's highly likely that some members will want to use what they've learned from golf as a metaphor for some other kind of learning they do in their life or how you need to look after your tools, how you need to play uh, the etiquette of golf, uh, being similar, of course, to the etiquette you'd use at a dinner party. So I would... Uh, what I'm suggesting really is that if you're going to, as a Toastmaster, bring golf into the speech, for goodness sake, bring in your golf clubs. The idea that, and this is out of respect for your audience, there are people in your audience who may never have played golf, who have never seen golf played, and it's much, much better for you during your speech when you're referring to golf to demonstrate what you have to do when you hit a golf ball. So that's why it's a very good thing when you're speaking anything to do with golf, you swing a golf club on stage. Similarly, there are many people in Toastmasters who play darts. And there are indeed many people in Toastmasters who... You know, could easily build a great speech around their experience in darts. Now, just imagine a speaker coming on stage with three darts, as you have, and facing the audience and throwing a dart <laughs> at the audience. What a memorable speech. The fact, for sake of argument, that, that, that the dart explodes in midair and doesn't reach the audience is beside the point. The key thing is that you've brought a dart, which is inherently dangerous, <clears throat> into the speech and you've demonstrated the danger by seeing whether the Toastmasters in the first, first few rows are agile or not. So I'm speaking strongly <laughs> in favor of, of props. And finally, I want to say that when you are Toastmaster at an online meeting, 
it's very useful to have something with you that will give you comfort when you make mistakes. <laughs> I am now, as Moira can see, I brought my little polar bear and I'm rubbing the polar bear gently because the polar bear is my comfort. Um, my comfort, uh, whatever you call it. So props are wonderful. So well done, Moira, for, for bringing the question of props up. The more zany they are, the more memorable. And on that zany note, we will bring this week's episodes to a close. Thank you all for joining us and for listening. We'll love to see you again next Friday at the same time. Until then, from Moira O'Brien, it's goodbye. And from Paul Amani, thank you very, very much for paying attention this week. Bye for now. Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.